We are here with an awesome local company today uh, called 95 Applications. We've worked with universities and, and, and they've told us that scorpions are one of the most difficult um, you know, pests to control chemically with pesticides. And then we started doing home shows. And then the response at the home shows was amazing. Really? We would set up a demonstration. We would have like 50 scorpions in a tank. And then we would have a couple of different uh, bricks in there. One of the bricks would be coated. The other one wouldn't be. Or it would be like half coated. And you could just see them crawling all over this brick. And then the other brick, they weren't on. So that's when we really knew we had something. My name is Andrew Agustiniak, and this is the Fueled by Why podcast. If you've never tuned in before, this podcast tells the stories of different individuals ranging from professional athletes to pastors to homemakers on their why in life, what keeps them motivated, and what keeps them fueled to keep going. Hopefully, by telling the stories of others, we'll be able to motivate you to do something that you enjoy in your life. If after we're done, you enjoy the show, Please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share us on your social media platforms. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, what do you do when you spill something on your carpet? Tell my kids not tell their my mom, their mom. That's that's a good way to go. Yeah, I don't know. Move some furniture over it? All right. Well, what I do is I call Coconut Cleaning. Coconut Cleaning is based out of Gilbert, Arizona, homegrown company. I know you got, you've you used Coconut Cleaning many oh, times. All the time. But There's you said one we use. you tell me something that you always like to do after Coconut Cleaning comes around, Scott. Oh, yeah. Lay on the carpet. With a nice feeling. It's uh, nice and fresh. Birthday suit. So it's good. There you go. Coconut Cleaning will make your carpet so clean that you want to lay in the flesh on your carpet coconut cleaning has revolutionized the carpet and tile cleaning industry through a state of the art natural and coconut enhanced cleaning process did you know they have a coconut enhanced cleaning process it's like a coconut surfactant or something like that right isn't that what they tell you I don't know, but coconut sounds good. This process from coconut cleaning, in combination with the use of the most technologically advanced equipment, makes all the difference for their customers. So what are you waiting for today? Call Coconut Cleaning, go onto their website, or check them out on social media, and get your carpets clean today. Hey guys, you know what's hard about insurance? Literally everything. Literally finding someone that you can trust like imagine if your your dog gets bites somebody and you have to rely on 800 numbers to get that whole thing figured out that would be terrible how do you know you can trust the person that's why we're proud to be presented by insurance professionals of arizona and abe Baden. that guy knows his stuff he'll give it to you straight and you don't have to worry about if you're talking to someone who doesn't know what they're talking about no, honest Abe. You know, Abe Abe emailed me today. How often do insurance agents email you because he goes, hey, can you send me a copy of this mortgage statement? I have to get a check sent out. He's not an 800 number, number insurance agent. He contacts me when he needs stuff and he's paying attention to what he's doing. It's like more personal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In a world where everyone is after you, it's always nice to have someone that has your back. So contact Abe today. His number is 480 480- Nine eight one six three three eight. That's Abe Baden at Insurance Professionals of Arizona.
Happy Friday, world. Welcome to the Field by Wide podcast. It is August 19th, and this year is flying by faster than I can ever, remen- ever remember it. Um, my name is Andrew Augustiniak. I'm joined by my co-host, Josh Wallace. What's up, Josh? Hey, guys. Coming to you live from Seattle, Washington today, so oh, Josh pretty excited fan. to be out of the uh, heat for a little bit and enjoying uh, some cooler weather. I say cooler because it's in the 90s. So <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty humid here in Arizona, and Scott's roasting. Scott, our other co-host, is joining us from outside or inside. I don't even know because we have our backgrounds out, but he looks like he's been in the sun all day. What's up, Scott? What's up? I've been out knocking and uh, getting that good good Arizona heat on me. Yeah, I can tell you. You look you look clean cut, a little bit red. Uh, you should probably put on some type of sunscreen. That's uh, with sunscreen. <laughs> that's with sunscreen. Then you have no hope, my friend. SPF uh, one thousand coming up. <laughs> but uh, you guys, uh, it's been a crazy week uh, that I have to catch you guys up on. Um, and I know you guys have had crazy weeks as well, but for our listeners, they don't know. So I figured we'd catch up a little bit uh, before uh, turning it over to our interview with uh, the founders of Slick Barrier, uh, a version, uh, Aaron and Tony, which was a great uh, interview that Josh was not able to join us in, but he uh, he's done some research on them. It was a great interview. There's some big things to come for that company. And what was cool about it is, you know, they're kind of in the in the midst of of that journey right now. So they're not at the end of it. They're they're really almost toward the beginning, still in the beginning stages of wherever they're going, um, but already have a an amazing company to say the least, with some cool things as far as uh, getting rewarded a patent, which is that's that's huge. So um, before we get to there. Let's give one shout out. Let's start with Abe today. Abe Bodden, Honest Abe. You guys, you guys know how important insurance is. Scott, you've been in a car wreck. You definitely know how important insurance is. Oh, yeah. But what do you think when it comes to insurance? Sleazy. <laughs> Door knockers. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're better than insurance agents, man. <laughs> Except for Honest Dave. You don't got him beat. We're okay with that, though. That is true. We're, we're, having, a, we're having a technical difficulty over here with my children. Hi, Finn. Should you lock them out? We're gonna eat. I'm trying to. Okay. Here. All right, back to Honest Abe, everybody. That's, that's, that's the real life of this show, you guys. So, Field by Y is hosted by a father of four. And Scott, how many kids you got? I got three. I didn't know you had four. That's a I lot. Four. Scott has three. My four under seven. Josh has none. Josh is more of an uncle to everybody's kids currently. But Josh stays with us all the time, or has stayed with us before he moved to Arizona. So he knows my life is pure, pure uh, chaos, not hell or anything. It's good chaos. I love chaos. But you guys, the listener just got a, a got a uh, 
a feel of what it's like. And we got Finley, my two and a half year old coming in here and just, and just taking over. So I apologize, but uh, kids are a great reason uh, to have insurance. There you go. Am I right? Oh yeah. You know, kids break stuff. Uh, you got to protect them. They, they can be in a car if you get in an accident. And that's more of a reason to call Honest Abe, Abe Bodden of Insurance Professionals of Arizona. He's taken care of our family for close to 10 years now. And he's taken care of uh, many of our clients and friends and family. So make sure to call Honest Abe uh, for any of your insurance needs. Um, but before we get to the interview, Josh, let's start with you. What's going on this week? How, how hectic has your week been? I know you're in Seattle. What's going on? Uh, been a, a reasonably hectic week. Um, so started the week off in Spokane. Um, had my uncle's 60th birthday parties this weekend. Uh, Dave and Pete um, played a little golf with the family. It was good. Um, spent a couple of days in Portland. Had a couple of meetings down there, and then uh, today flew up to Seattle for uh, my cousin's girlfriend's. Um, graduation from UW, so um, yeah, the athletic prowess is uh, really alive at UW, so we're just very happy for him, but uh, good week, uh, I'm going to spend tomorrow um, up here in Seattle, and then probably head back to Spokane before getting back to Arizona, so going to been all over the place. <laughs> and I know... When your family gets together, there's usually games, contests, competitions. What what went on this time? Uh, we had a walker race between the uncles. So they had to race these uh, four-wheel walkers back and forth on the lawn while um, holding a diaper in between their legs. So it was uh, pretty eventful. We had a couple diaper drops and had to restart the race, but it was pretty funny to watch. I'll say that. So we uh, we got some good licks in, made fun of them for their age, had them pose with canes and all that good stuff. So a lot of fun, some throwing contests. Um, let's just say the arm is not what it used to be. And I need a little more practice in throwing things. So, But otherwise, pretty, pretty dang good time, good weather, good family, good friends, good food. Can't ask for much more. Nice. That sounds like a good time. And the weather's nice up in Seattle? It was uh, in the high 90s today, so that was kind of odd. It's usually not that hot here. But pretty yeah. is, it, is it humid there? Yes. We're right on the water, man. This is I, I'm inside, and I'm just feeling it. So, yeah. In uh, Since we're talking about heat, let's throw it to our cherry, cherry on the show. Uh, Scott's face is so red. Scott, how's your week been? What's what's new? What's different? What's exciting? What's stressful? Well, give it to us. Oh man, we're working on all kinds of stuff. So it's been it. I I think everything's fun, whether it's stress involved or not. But we're we're out hitting home runs and and getting as much as we can. Uh, been uh, recruiting and knocking doors. Uh, uh, just set. Uh, six appointments so far today so we're, we're cruising what uh i mean and people know that you i mean we know um and a lot of people know you know that like you are a a you're a very 
knowledgeable in sales and training sales uh, in the different companies that you've been involved with. Um, and obviously like sales door knocking, that is, that is an art that is so tough to do. Um, but you're also LDS and you went on a mission. Did you go on a mission back in the day or what? Yeah, I went to uh, Colorado. I remember getting that call and I was like, not going to lie. I was like, I was kind of pissed. <laughs> well, I, I know I see people going to like Puerto Rico. Like imagine though, if you're in like Utah and you get Gilbert, Arizona. Let's take a quick break. Hey, this is Doug Downs, host of the podcast, Stories and Strategies for Public Relations. If you work in PR, communication strategy, marketing, stakeholder engagement, we cover them all in Stories and Strategies. This podcast is different from other PR podcasts because it's not a sermon. We interview experts from around the world, psychologists and cognitive neuroscientists, researchers looking at how artificial intelligence will impact communication ethics, senior leaders in business and corporate communications. Check it out, Stories and Strategies for Public Relations on any podcast directory. Yeah, imagine being in South Carolina and getting Provo, Utah. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you you kind of like fold it back up, push it back in the envelope. Is there like for another there, one to come through? All right, so so you're the resident Mormon of the podcast. Is there I am. Do people have pull to get a location? Do you submit a location or is it completely a random draw? Do do women missionaries get better picks? Because I've seen some women missionaries. Because you guys nowadays, the trend is like it's a huge announcement. You know, like it is a yeah. big deal. And like I saw somebody get Puerto Rico. Like, what's the secret to it? Yeah, you know, I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I have my own opinions that are probably the furthest from what is the actual truth. But I, uh, you know you submit it it's supposed to be random i think what we can speculate i I think there's a certain staffing that they have in certain locations um you know i'm not the brightest bulb in the room so they kept me in the states so that's probably why they they're thinking there um my brother went to argentina my other brother went to idaho i got colorado my other brother went to colorado when I opened my letter, I wasn't like overly happy, but just kind of like, well, that's where I'm going. So that's where I'm going. What about the uh, brother who got Argentina? Like, was he like, like, were you guys looking at him? Like, what the heck? Everybody gets Colorado and Idaho. And then, well, he was the first because he's the oldest. And this was in the 90s. So he went when like Argentina wasn't really the most developed country. Yeah. Um, and then we all got the press. The rest of us all got, uh, you know, stateside. My sister went to, uh, I think, Fort Worth. Um, and then the sisters, you know, the, the, <laughs> the speculation was if you're a cute sister or a good looking one, you went to Salt Lake. Uh, you went to the Temple Square. <laughs> uh, if you weren't, you, you went elsewhere. That's no offense to anyone listening. Uh, I'm not saying you're ugly or not. It's just that was the speculation. Um, so, yeah, that's 
that was our our speculation when uh, you know almost twenty years ago when we got called. Okay, so do you think your experience as a missionary is what makes a very good salesperson? Yeah, because boy, you get rejected a lot. I mean, and you get you're stuff. Selling, you're selling a tough product to sell when you're on a mission. You're selling Jesus. Yeah, and there's nothing more awkward than talking about Jesus <laughs> for people. <laughs> but like, so, you, yeah. Like, is it easier for those people? Because, I mean, it's like it's you have two years of practice of just being fearless, right? Yeah, I mean, you you know, knocking doors is not the most advantageous as a missionary. It's it's like the least conversion rate. Mm -hmm. There's better ways of going about it. And it's the same with doors. But doors is, uh, you know, once you get your pipeline going, uh, you really are like especially in the solar industry, you really start networking and building that pipeline off of your customer base. Um, Cause it's the most fun to knock in 120 degree weather and 30% humidity. It's like the greatest. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a little different, but one's free one's not. I remember when I first got home from my, my mission, uh, my brother and I, he left, he left, and then I left like just a few weeks after he got back. So we didn't spend a lot of time. And I remember when I got back, he's like, Hey, do you want to go sell security systems? And I was like, yeah, that'd be fun. Like, uh, what do you do? Like call numbers, whatever. And he's like, no, no, no. Like we knocked doors and I hung up on them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. Cause on the mission, that's like the, it's like the, like, you knock doors to fill time, but it's not the most, it's knocking doors. It's, it's enjoyable. It's fun. Yeah. So That's cool. That's it. We're, we'll have to, we'll have to dive deep into that one day. Maybe when we have a, um, one of the, uh, one of those industries come on, maybe like green mango or somebody uh, to, to tell them like how that whole thing goes and, and selling pest yeah. control and that stuff. So, um, we'll have to dive down deep because that is its own business and in a hard business and an interesting business to talk about. Um, well, get, I mean, what else, what else went on Scott? Anything else? Nah, I mean, that's it. We're just working on some, a few business deals and just, uh, hustling. Nice. Well, this, this week for me, man, it was, this week has gone by fast. Everything from, Waiting design on de- designs for a prototype that uh, me and Britt have been des- uh, designed and, and just waiting for that. Or the thought has come, the designs are coming so we can develop that prototype. Um, I have a meeting with Town of Queen Creek for another project next week. Busy constantly with four kids between gymnastics and ninja gym and everything. Drama in my networking group, man. I. I got to tell you guys about this really quick without going too deep because there could be people listening from my networking group. But let me just tell you, networking groups, you know, you hear horror stories on like BNI groups and stuff like that. And like those are those are some of those groups are can be a little much sometimes. Um, but what's hard in like my networking group is we've grown and the hard part which is just natural, you know, the bigger you get, the more problems you have in life and everything we grow. And then what ends up happening is you have businesses 
that overlap a little bit into other businesses. You know, you have, you know, you have insurance, but then you have commercial insurance, you have homeowners insurance, you have, you know, you have those, those things, then you have financial, which then you have some financial people do life insurance and some, you know, there's so many different things. And when it comes to anything like home related or, or solar related or contracting electrician, you start end up having businesses that kind of overlap each other because, you know, the solar company might use electricians to do stuff and, and so on and so forth. So let's just say there was a bad time for somebody to get called out on an overlapping business. And then there was drama back and forth behind the scenes. Some people wanted somebody kicked out of the group. Um, they knew that it was a bad time to call it out. They were trying to protect the integrity of the other businesses. And, and I am the director of communications for a networking group. So I have to be on the, the, let's say the team leaders call with the, the CEO of the Gilbert chamber. And um, it's just, it's interesting. At the end of the day, it was as simple as, Hey, listen, yes, it could have been brought up at a different time, but also that person didn't know they were overlapping half the time. You don't like that's part of their, that's part of their business. And so, it came up to a resolution, but it, it, you know, some people were calling out bullying from the guy who called it out. The guy who called it out would honestly was just saying, I just want to protect the integrity of different businesses who pay money. Valid point. And at the end of the day, we're just like, Hey, we're going to have people who join this group. We just got to be clear if, if you do have an overlapping business, like communicating with each other and saying, Hey, you know, this product overlaps and, and, and all that stuff but for a, for a week there there was it was got interesting to say the least of of people wanting other people to leave but uh, it got resolved which is thank goodness it got resolved because i was just like this could go one of two different di different directions and it went the more positive way that's good. Uh, that sounds interesting i want to hear more <laughs> I'll tell you guys more behind the scenes, but I mean, you guys have been part of networking. It's like, mm -hmm. it, you know, there's always, to me, it's like, it's chill. Like, I don't care if you make mistakes, it, like, let's talk about it. Let's, let's move on because it's just not worth it. It's a networking group at the end of the day. Agreed. It's not life or death. Have you guys been a part of a networking group that has been weird or chaotic? A little bit. Not not so much like what you're talking about, just more personality issues. Yeah, that's same. Just going in and you're like, that's eh, a strange duck, but you know. <laughs> I think the, the hardest part there's two two parts to a networking group that can bug me. Ours, thankfully, is a very good networking group. This is the first time we've ever had any budding of the heads for the most part. I've been a part of a networking group in the past where like the weird part was like, if you didn't give, uh, if you didn't come to the group with a referral, you were penalized money. Yeah. And it was like, that was like just pressuring. And number two, since you were a part of the group, you were entitled to referrals from the other members, like entitled to it. And what at the end of the day, a networking group to me is a place that, that allows you to network with other individuals. But it doesn't mean like, 
if Josh was in a networking group with Scott before you guys knew each other, like just because you guys are in the networking group doesn't mean you have to send the referrals. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't mesh, if you guys don't become friends, if you guys don't one-on-one, like that can't be. And like, I've been in networking groups in the past where it was like, you have to send anybody, you know, to this person. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, we still refer to the people that we know and trust and feel like we can, you know, send friends to. Um, So it's, it's weird when you, when you enter one of those groups and I, one one episode we should we should have people come on anonymously and talk about networking group horror stories we should go back to uh josh's first visual where he came in and it was like all blacked out it's like yeah. uh it was like one of those interrogation scenes i got you guys don't worry about it <laughs> there you go yes yep. yes we should do that, dude. Seriously, that would be a great like net. That we're gonna do that. You know, screw it. We're gonna do it. Networking group horror stories. That is, we're gonna make that happen. <laughs> um, we'll do it. But yeah, it's crazy. That was that was fun. You know, just life with kids and everything. But overall, it was a busy week and and busy creates business. So that's important. Um, okay, before we give it uh, throw it to the interview with Aaron and Tony of Slick Barrier, um, Scott. Right off the bat, what did you think of the interview? What did it le- leave you feeling like? Oh, man, I'm so excited for them. Aaron and Tony are just – they're just salty. They're guys. They're awesome. They have an amazing product. I i think that we will definitely have a follow-up with them, and we should. Um, but, yeah, super exciting to see what they're doing. they are I think they're going to disrupt the space a little bit. I mean, you've been in the pest control industry before. Um, do you think that product, without giving away too much, because what they've come up with, they ended up getting a utility patent on, which is nowadays so hard. As somebody who's been working on trying to get some type of uh, patent on a product, a utility patent and any type of patent, the, the government doesn't want to give patents. Our, I know a patent attorney. She said flat out, like she goes to conferences and they will find every reason to not grant a patent. So the fact that they got a patent on their product, which, well, screw it, we can tell what it is just to get people excited. It, I think they developed a product that is applied around the bar- the bottom barrier of your house to prevent bugs and scorpions and stuff from gaining entry to your house. It's not going to make it impossible, but I think their stat was like it would decrease the amount of uh, you know, pests in your house by like 70 or something, something percent. And they've done multiple tests with the universities. Um, but de- gaining a patent and coming up with a new product like nowadays is so hard. And that's what I, I was really excited for because they did something that is a thousand times harder than it was 30 years ago. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and rightfully so, though. They've been at it for, I think, what Aaron said is like almost seven years now. Like they've been perfecting it, perfecting it, and perfecting it. That's crazy. Seven years. And it's now starting to, you know, formulate into a viable, successful business. I think that's the, that's like the statistic with uh, startups, right? Mm-hmm. It, the six year marks, like considered the successful start. Yeah. I mean, most businesses don't aren't profitable for at least that that amount of time. Um, 
Well, and I, and I, I had an appreciation for, for um, Tony because Tony is still pra a practicing attorney. Uh, and yeah. he called in and, and he's still juggling that. And I believe Aaron just went, you know, full time uh, ball uh, all in with that, uh, with the slick barrier product just in the past year or two. So, I mean, I'm sure Tony's going to go all in here pretty soon. Um, but that's cool because a lot of times, you know, the side gig, the side hustle turns into the to the main business. And we're about to witness that for both of them. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And, and the product does work. We've 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 used it on numerous customers. Well, uh, with uh, uh, the pest control company, we've used it with numerous customers and great success. So it's going to. I think once more people hear about it, it's going to explode. Yeah. Josh, without even – Josh wasn't a part of that interview. He had he had some work stuff to do. But without without listening and being into in that interview, what are you most excited to hear from it? I think the process of, um, you know, going through creating the formulas and stuff like that, but also, you know, hearing about the patent – but I mean, I was immediately hooked just talking to Aaron just for a few minutes before I had to run away, just listening to him talk about um, how it works. I mean, I mean, if you've walked in the house and found a scorpion on the floor, like this is going to interest you a lot. You know, having my uh, my aunt get, you know, stung by a couple of scorpions in her house, not knowing there are, it's like, okay, this is something that, you know, not only is it a fun story to hear, but you can use it. And so I'm, I'm interested to hear more about that and actually get to use it on my, uh, my grandparents' house and my aunt's house. Well, perfect. Um, with that being said, let's kick it off to the interview uh, with Aaron and Tony of Slick Barrier. Guys, before we do that, make sure that you guys all check out Coconut Cleaning, um, whether your house needs some cleaning on carpets, floors, tiles, upholstery, Whatever you whatever you have, make sure to give Coconut Cleaning a call. Tell them the Field by Why podcast sent you. We can never give them enough love because they are awesome. We have a new sponsor uh, that is coming on uh, at our next episode. We'll reveal that next sponsor, um, who is an amazing sponsor. I've used their product for many years. Scott has as well. And now that uh, Josh is in Arizona, he'll be using them as well. So we'll announce that sponsor next week. Guys, enjoy this interview. It's a company that I'd say is is right at the brink of exploding. Um, so be excited because it's going to be a good one to listen to. And then we'll catch you next week. Good morning. Welcome to the Fueled by Why podcast here in Lister Pro Studio. Uh, we are here with an awesome local company today uh, called 95 Applications. We have Aaron and Tony, partners with, for the company. Uh, we don't have Josh, one of our co-hosts in the studio this week. Um, Josh had, I mean, we all have part-time, or not part-time jobs, but this is this is kind of our, our part-time passion project um, here at the podcast. Uh, but we all have full-time jobs. So Josh uh, had to go work today. So he's not in the studio, but I got my partner, Scott. Welcome. Yep. Did you have a good week? Oh, yeah. It was really good. Oh, yeah. Hustling, hustling. Hey, it's a, it's a week that's going to turn into something amazing, especially oh, yeah. after this interview. Oh, yeah. We want to feel motivated. 
We're gonna go after it. Um, b- before we get it. before we get started, we always got to give a shout out to our sponsors of the Field by Y podcast. First and foremost, Coconut Cleaning. Coconut Cleaning will make your house clean again. You have crappy carpets that have dust mites and crap and dirt and everything on it. Call Coconut Cleaning. Uh, they can also do upholstery, tile. What else is Scott? What else is freaking Coconut Cleaning? Oh, do? they do air vents, air ducts, um, tile, couches. Give them a holler. They're, they're amazing. Perfect. Uh, call Co- Coconut Cleaning. Tell them the Field by Y podcast sent you. They'll hook it up and give you something for free, give you an add-on, give you a discount, whatever that is. Tell them Field by Y podcast sent you. And then last but not least, our, our other title sponsor is A Bun from Insurance uh, Professionals of Arizona. Um, after last week's guest, Joe Brown, you definitely need insurance because... I'm rethinking my insurance. I know, because... <laughs> If something happens and you don't have enough insurance, you are royally effed. Yeah. So call Abe, get him set you up. Make sure your coverages are all are high enough in case something happens. God forbid something happens. Hopefully it doesn't. But if it does, hopefully you're covered and hopefully use Abe Bond from Insurance Advisors of, of Arizona. Um, today's guest. So, all right, 95 applications. We got Aaron in studio. We got his partner, Tony, on the line. Hi, Tony. Hey, how you doing today? Good, good. All right, so I honestly know nothing about 95 applications because Scott filled me in on what you guys do, but then I was just like, dude, I've heard of that product, right? Right. And so, or at least one of your products. Mm-hmm. Um, but give us the backstory because you guys are our local company, and, and I'm I'm assuming you guys sell to companies outside of Arizona and other other companies along those lines, but you guys are based out of here, correct? Correct. Um, like, give me the backstory for for each of you. How you got into this? Uh, obviously, you're in in the pest control business, which is a huge business in Arizona. But what was crazy when you when Scott said, "Hey, we got 95 applications coming on." I was recently in Georgia, and I was talking to a guy who works for pest control in Georgia, and when he described pest control in Georgia. It was completely different than pest control in Arizona. Well, the South is different. <laughs> like it's a little different. But he was he was saying stuff on a whole different level to where he was like, "Oh yeah, if somebody has snakes, we gotta go. We go get the snakes out of there." And I'm like, "Dude, you are next level." So obviously, different game. And 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 Scott comes from that that world as well. So you guys fill me in. But Aaron and Tony take it over. Like. Give yeah. us the backstory, and how does the backstory lead to this company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, th- thanks for having us, guys. Awesome to be here. And uh, so nine years ago, right about this time, um, nine years ago, me and my wife bought this beautiful house in Gilbert, Arizona. Look, you know, If you look it up online, it's one of the best places in the country to live. Uh, great place. We loved it. We lived behind this big, giant kind of farm. And uh, lo and behold, when we moved into our house... Um, there is a little critter out here in Arizona that's pretty nasty, um, and it's called the Arizona bark scorpion. Happens to be the most poisonous scorpion in all of North America. Um, they actually have a lot of deaths in Latin America because of this scorpion because they don't have the you know anti venom and healthcare that we do here. Um, fortunately, there hasn't been a scorpion death in a while here, but still a really really nasty critter to deal with. Um, so we purchased this house. I, I had never really dealt with these things before, even though I had lived here for, you know, 
probably a good 15 years. And my wife's actually um, from here. She's from Chandler, Arizona. So we, we just started finding these things in our house left and right. And um, my wife's freaking out. Uh, we're trying to figure out what to do. She, she's just uh, you know calling pest control companies left and right. We probably had about 12 pest control companies come through and try to solve the problem for us. And it just, every summer, the same thing, like clockwork. Temperature hits like 105, 106, and we're seeing these little tiny, about an inch to like two inches long uh, scorpions in our house. My wife is calling me at you know from from home. She's a she's a registered nurse. She works a few days a week, so she's mostly home taking care of our our son at the time, who was three years old. Um, and she's calling me uh, in a, in a panic, like I found another one. It was on my leg. It was here. It was there. She's freaking out about she these things. A scorpion on her leg. That's, yeah, she uh, yeah is actually that would be crawling up her leg. So uh, so so we 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 tried to we tried a bunch of different solutions. They have like solutions out here where they try to seal up your house. They try to do a lot of different things and nothing, nothing would stop them. And it was like, I have this video of, uh, from like my son's three-year-old birthday party. And you can literally hear my wife talking in the background and she's talking to her mom and she's like, I don't know what we're going to do. We're gonna have to sell the house. We just bought the house and we had got it right at the big downturn. So we got like a smoking deal and like big yard and just it's like the place like our forever kind of which house, is right? funny it's funny you say that so i had a client um like three years ago buy a house found one scorpion and i shit you not moved out three <laughs> months later and sold it over one scorpion yeah but that's like a hard thing in it's arizona an, like yeah it's like, an emotional buck it's an emotional but buck. you live in arizona you know, They're it's everywhere. and in you know they are everywhere, and people have different tolerances for them. Like yeah. we'll meet people all the time that you know they'll have massive problems with scorpions. They don't care. They're just like, yeah, I'm learning to deal with them. Is it like a thing like you either have them or you don't? Yes. Yeah. It, it is. It's mostly they nest. based off like areas and mm-hmm. what was there before. And mm-hmm. it was it an orchard or whatever? Yeah. And they 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 tend to uh, they live like bees almost. Like they'll all congregate together. We'll catch like hundreds of them. Um, like our videos are pretty cool if you check them out um, they're under a version or slick barrier uh, which is our product um, but um, you know we will catch like hundreds of these things at a time and they'll just pile on each other like a bunch of little puppy dogs and uh, we'll do a lot of videos and a lot of cool things um, so so anyway um, I, I I had this thought in my head of if I could create this coating that goes around the base of my house and it's super smooth, like a piece of glass or plastic or something, then basically I could keep these things from coming into my house. Like I could stop them because I just could not stop them from coming into my house. All these guys, these professionals would come in. They'd start loading up my house with with, uh, pesticides, which was kind of worrying my wife too, the amount of pesticides that we're using around the home. Um, And uh, and I had this idea, and I started buying products. I started talking to... um, to Tony, who ended up being my business partner, because um, he's an attorney. He's been an attorney for, I, I'll, I won't speak for Tony, but like 15, 18 years. Yeah. It's, it's been a bit. And, um, and then I had told him about the idea. So he was like, yeah, maybe, I don't know, something like that. And then it turned out like really, really recently, right out as I was talking to him about it, his son got stunk. And had to get rushed to the hospital. Tony, and, you're and, like, and I'll let Tony done. jump in at that point so he could start talking a little bit about that. Tony, 
Hey, Tony, are you on? Yeah, I'm here. There he is. There he is. Hey, so I just got to the point where your son got stung, and I wanted you to jump in on that. Yeah, no. So, I mean, that's exactly what happened with, with Aaron and his thoughts about the, the company and how we were going to build it. And, you know, but the idea, obviously, with scorpions, I hadn't dealt with any. I'd never even seen one. I mean, and so, <laughs> but it was crazy because during that time, I was thinking, like, all right, this is a good idea, but do people really have scorpions? And then, I mean, not more than a few days later, my son was stung inside our house. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was bad. I mean, his throat swelled up. He almost died. It was crazy. You know, ambulance called, hospital, vials. And I remember just going through that and like how awful it was. And then, and then I was at the hospital and I was thinking about Aaron. And I was like, you know what? Forget this. Like, I'm going to do this. And so I, I texted him at the, at the hospital. I said, hey, guess what happened? And I said, I'm in, man. Let's do it. He didn't even. I don't even know if he invited me to join his business. He just was <laughs> like, "Hey, can you help?" Me? He, but, but he was, was calling like, to tell like, you about the product, and you're like, yeah. "All right, I'm your partner." <laughs> exactly. I did. I did. I was like, "Dude, I'm in." Kind of the way it went. And exactly. And then after that, it just like it, it was crazy. It just kind of took off. But you know, but based on our stories, you know, people people have these stories a lot, and they just don't. We just don't hear about them that often. And when people are stung, like for instance, my mother-in-law was stung this week. And, um, and she's still in pain. It's been a week. It's been horrible. It's just these things are awful. And uh, But for, with my situation, my son was stung. I didn't realize we even had scorpions. That next night, we went out, my wife and I, we had to go buy a black light. And uh, we found like 35 in our yard. Good and there were hell. still Jeez. more. It where was incredible. <laughs> Tony, where are you? It, it was just Chandler. <laughs> just Chandler, you know. And I mean, Aaron's in Gilbert Chandler. And like, Middle of the suburbs. it's just been incredible. And like even my poor mother-in-law, she's in Awatuki, and for years we've had this product, but I've never put it around our house. And then she gets stung, and I'm like, all right. Is there a reason for that, Tony? Yeah, I know. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go do it. So then then this past weekend, I I had to go do her house, and it was, oh, man. But, you know, ultimately, it just, uh, it's a fantastic product. It's just been amazing. And you know, Aaron and I, like, we keep we keep inventing, like, more and more and more. And we realize, like, and every time, there are certain people we'll talk to, and they'll be like, you know what? That's a great idea, but I thought of that. And we're like, okay, yeah. but, like, nobody did it. Like, we're just mm-hmm. like, how, like, this is the only way to keep them out. And then the funny thing was, is after we were able to keep out scorpions, we started noticing ants were being kept out. Cockroaches, spiders, it was just incredible, and it's just been a crazy ride. We've been real excited. When, so, okay, so what? So, Tony, you're attorney. What were you doing, Aaron? So, I was working for a big telecom company. I was doing their executive sales. So, okay. I was working with some pretty big businesses up in North Phoenix. Um, that's my background. I've been in sales probably for the last 25 years, um, just with different big organizations. I did run my own marketing company for about about three and a half years um and then but then i jumped back into the corporate world and that's where i was coming from so okay so how does okay how does an attorney and a sales guy start creating a product liquid paint primer right like where (laughs) do you start where does one start where does one start it's you know it 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 was you, you get the concept and, and 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 me and Tony are both entrepreneurs. We've yeah. been involved in a lot of businesses. So it wasn't totally out of the blue for us to try to get into something, but it was out of the blue to get into something so different. Mm-hmm. Like like me and Tony actually grew up together 
And if you would have told us back, you know, in the in the 90s, early 2000s, that we'd be in the bug business, yeah, I'd be like, what are you insane? Like, there's no, I have no no clue about that. I have no uh, want to get into it. Um, but you have a necessity, and and you see, like, in in you know, me and my sales background, you understand when you're good at sales, you understand that people make decisions based off of emotion, <laughs> and and um, you know. Humans are emotional. That's why we love sports, why we love art, why we love things that really don't sustain us or feed us. You know, I mean, a, a Monet is not going to uh, get you dinner. You know, going to the Super Bowl isn't going to do anything for you physically. But people are emotional. And these particular bugs, through my experience, I realized that huge emotion and I saw a business opportunity. And I was, and, and after I had professional after professional after professional come to my house, and they couldn't solve it, I'm like, there's like there's a huge issue here. So what could we do to kind of do this? Um, you know, luckily, like Tony's when when I brought it to Tony. So and um, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. My question, and this is for both of you, because Scott, you've been you've been in pest control for many years too. Is the key word here pest control? Because in reality, like you can spray houses for spiders and scorpions and all that stuff, but it doesn't mean they're disappearing, right? You're just trying to to control the amount of like you're kind of, kind of but yeah. So in a open mm-hmm. acre field, um, I think there's a study that said there's more than there's more bugs in that open acre field than there are people in the planet. So, no way. Yeah. So when you're when you're talking about like control you're, you're trying to like i mean you know you say, well do you want me to put a bubble over your house like there is going to be bugs that come yes. through right. there are different strategies products things that you can do to really eliminate most of them mm-hmm. there's a few that get through the, the goalie every now and then but um yeah if you if they say oh yes yeah, so eliminate we'll eliminate 100 percent. it's like well what about that fly? Yeah. What about that ant? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the gotcha. keywords control. Right. Right. Yeah, and it's you know, and and with scorpions in particular, even though we found that you can use this product for a whole bunch of stuff, it's control until you get your product. <laughs> they're extremely difficult. These things literally, their their casing, their the outside of their bodies is made out of an iron substance. They're literally wearing body armor. You could grab a scorpion, toss it in your cup over there with water. It'll just sit there at the bottom and not breathe for hours. Yeah, there's a study. They threw a scorpion in like a freezer for like a day, no took way. it out and unthawed and was walking around. My mother-in-law literally did that. She, I seen that happen. That is not like a old wives kind of tale. <laughs> she yeah. threw Scorp- scorpions they, in her crazy. freezer and she froze them and then dethawed them and then they were fine. Um, they 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 can they don't have to breathe. They don't. So um, like uh, bugs, like a, like a cockroach or something, it's going to walk over the pest control. It's going to pick up a bunch of pest control on it. And then if you've ever seen like a cockroach, it's kind of gross, but yeah. they kind of like lick themselves yeah. and kind of like do all this stuff. So they ingest a lot of it. Scorpions don't do that. Scorpions just, they literally just walk where they're going. They're like little tanks. They don't have to breathe. As soon as they sense something that's off, they just suck up. They've got these little lung kind of things at the bottom. And and they we've worked with universities and 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 they've told us that scorpions are one of the most difficult um, you know pests to control chemically with pesticides. Pesticides work great on a lot of other stuff, 
And they do work on on scorpions. I'm not saying they don't. Yeah. It's just much more difficult. Yeah. And then that scorpion will usually still get in your house. It may die in your house, but it may take a week or two. You know, it still could sting you. Well, and that's what I'll add to that. Mm -hmm. See what happens with poison control. Like they keep numbers, and that's what's interesting. Like in fact, even my mother-in-law, everyone's getting mad at her that she didn't call poison control. But they keep they keep tabs, and I mean, and and it's always high nineties. You know, we always say ninety percent, but like over ninety percent of all scorpion stings happen inside. Now that doesn't mean they don't have good pest control. I mean, they could have the best company servicing their house, but like Aaron said. They get inside. They're not dying right away. They're in there for a while before they actually die. So that's the exposure, right? And so the idea for us is like, all right, we, we know that pest, obviously pesticides kill them. But, but what if you could just keep them from getting inside and surviving for a week or two or longer? I mean, we've, Aaron and I, like, we've thrown scorpions in pools. And, I mean, these things can just walk around for days. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, but, but, again, if you could stop them from getting inside – then you've won. I mean, imagine that, right? 90%, over 90% of all scorpion stings happen inside. If you could stop scorpions from getting inside, look at that. I mean, that's huge. But again, that's just something that we're starting to like learn about. We're starting to educate people about. And, and, and to be honest, it's like, it works great. Like this is what we're trying to accomplish. And at some point we're hoping that with poison control, they don't have huge numbers and we can attribute that to our product. Anyway, that's what I wanted to add. Wow, that's that's crazy. So okay, so then, so where did you guys start? As as now, Tony's like, I'm your partner now. Sorry, Aaron, uh, we're fifty fifty. Uh, but no, like, where do you start? Like, that's the you know, I think the in this world of entrepreneurship, you know, every week we've had a guest on here, and the, the hardest part for people out there when they're starting, even down to a diet plan, a workout plan, a business, a hobby. The hardest part is starting. So mm -hmm. like what's your guys' first step to be like, okay, like you have the concept. You're like, okay, I, I know what I want to do, yeah. but where did you start? And how, like what was your first prototype? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like where do you go? Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, and, and, and I think the old adage is very true. Like ideas are cheap, right? Like me, the three of us could jump and, you know, we could go have dinner and we could probably come up with a, a thousand, a hundred ideas that are great. And and maybe in multiple universes, we we each do one of them and they take off. Right. Yeah. But but it's all about like execution and doing it and, and you know, just putting in the work to do it. Like you just got to just do it. I mean, it's it's, you know, it starts with with me searching the Internet for products me going to Home Depot and looking for stuff. Tony talking to a chemist and saying, hey, we're thinking of doing this. You know, he's an attorney, which is great. You know, NDA, all that stuff's good. So <laughs> we can start talking to these guys. Good asset right there. Um, you know, talking to manufacturers, reaching out. Um, just, you know, you should have seen Tony's backyard when we were figuring this out. We had, it looked like a chemical lab. Yeah. There was just stuff everywhere. Like there was all bad. these coatings. <laughs> yeah. And like, and you know, you could see his wife in the background, like, what the heck are were you guys, guys literally doing? literally mixing your own stuff? Uh, yeah. We were like mixing stuff. What did stuff. you guys start we off getting... with? Like, because it is kind of slick. It was like, like a KY jelly. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe that well, was a, yeah. uh, part of it. Hey. Maybe with, that's a spinoff right there. <laughs> it's some new uses, right? Well, because it is, it is, it is, it has that appearance to it. Yeah, and it is slick. So, what was like, what was the first like segue into like, okay, let's see if this is gonna work. 
So I, I just started hitting up the hardware stores and I was buying everything and anything. I was buying Teflon sprays, buying epoxies. And don't get me wrong, like some stuff after I figured out how to use it um, would work. Like it created like a smooth enough surface, but it just wasn't practical. You know, to have to use like an epoxy and mix it and let it dry and all that stuff and to clean it and acid wash it. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. There's no way we'll turn this into a real product. And what we found was there really wasn't anything out there. There, there was one particular product that was close, um, but then um, that business, that company actually ended up going out of business. We started kind of working with them and they were sending us some different samples um, but at the time, at the same time, we were also having all these chemists send us samples too, and we were working with manufacturers. And then eventually, we had at the very beginning, it was like multi coats, like it was literally uh, three different coatings that we were using. And then we got it down to two coatings. And, and, and like I said, this was like nine years ago when we first started this. Stuff. So it's full, been a bit. Are you full, are you taking scorpions and testing it? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, we catch them at nine. Well, we we test it. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> we, Tony's house we, is a was a perfect testing ground. Full of them. We got these old videos where we would go out to the desert, and me and Tony would be out there, and we would, we'd be throwing them in like these big black plastic bins, and we had these cinder blocks that we would cover with different materials, <laughs> and then we'd goof around and dare each other to stand on the blocks and take videos <laughs> of it, <laughs> throw them at each other. So and we were having a good time with it. Yeah. But but it was fun. I mean, it was nice. I think you know having a partner was was good. Like for me, I mean, I I had a marketing business before where I didn't have a partner, and um and and I valued that with Tony because we fed off of each other a lot. Um, so and it, it was we had a good time with it, and we just kept pushing it. And and and, and you know, and there was times when I would push it, and Tony wouldn't be pushing it. And I would, you know, get him excited about it. And then there was times when he would get excited about it. I still remember, like, when we when we were ready to start doing it on actual houses, like real houses. And all of a sudden, Tony rolls up in a big, giant red truck. I was like, where did you get that from? He's like, oh, this is going to be our truck. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I actually hadn't even really thought about it for a few months. I was really busy with work at the time. And then, um, and then we got... Uh, uh, Tony's nephew, who was a fireman um, in New Mexico, that's where we grew up. We grew up in uh, New Mexico around the Santa Fe area. So his nephew was a I fireman. Can tell by the accent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, big big time accent. Um, uh, and um, so his 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 nephew was looking to do something else. He just was kind of burnt out, broken up with his girlfriend. So we we're just like, hey, dude, come out here. Like we're trying to start this business. We need somebody to just. We'll pay you room and board, beer, whatever you, whatever we can pay you in <laughs> yeah. to just come out here and start working with us because me and Tony are still doing our full-time gigs, so we couldn't just kind of break away. Yeah. And then that was kind of like the next catalyst for us. And then we started doing home shows. And then the response at the home shows was amazing. Really? Oh, it was it was phenomenal. We, we, we would have lines just stacked up just for people just trying to take a look because we, we would set up a demonstration and we would have like 50 scorpions in a tank. And then we would have a couple of different uh, bricks in there. One of the bricks would be coated. The other one wouldn't be, or it would be like half coated. And you could just see them crawling all over this brick. And then the other brick, they weren't on. Or they were only halfway up. And like the kids would come. And it just, everybody was just like, it was, you could just see it in their, in, in their eyes. Their eyes were just like, whoa, that is a cool idea. So that's when we really knew we had something. Even even though we had no idea who the clientele was or who would want it, and, and it ended up being. You literally different. were just going to just show people. Yeah. 
And then, then what happened? Um, after we did that first home show, um, we, we, we got like 30 jobs. Like it was, it was nuts. We were hoping to get like three. But you had the product ready to go at that point, like products ready or not even, or, you know, (laughs) what's the old adage? Like if you, if, if, if your product's perfect, you're probably too late. (laughs) Microsoft model. Yeah. 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 So we, we, and that was something Tony pushed really hard too. I I was more of the paranoid guy where I wanted to make sure that it was, Hey man, we got to make this perfect. Tony's like, ah, just, let's just get it out there. Let's see what happens. Let's fix it. Tony has a point. I mean, they always say perfection is the killer of efficiency, right? Right. Yeah. So, and I, and I, and it was good. And we, you know, there was only so much you could do, um, to, to figure out what real, real field tests are going to accomplish. Right. Yeah. Like there's only so many, uh, you know, scenarios you can kind of put yourself in before you just have to jump in and start doing it, Mm -hmm. you know, and as long as you're good and good to the customers and make sure, you know, you back up the product, fix, if there's fix anything, if there's a problem. Um, they were they were they were pretty good and pretty patient with us, even if we did have problems with it, which we did, of course. I mean, every company does when you first start. You're gonna have a lot of a lot of stuff you got to fix, and you know we're trying to figure so out how like, to put this stuff on. With like a lot of entrepreneurs and and like it was more of like a side ho- hustle hobby. At what point did you say, hey, it's time for me to hit this full steam ahead and 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 take it to the next level? Tony did a. So we got this uh, PR company here locally that uh, that was pretty cool and uh, not not too expensive. We weren't spending a lot of money on them, but they were really good about getting us like on TV, like free TV. Like they knew the news organizations and the local news. They're always looking for something, you know, like if 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 they're having a slow news day, they want something. Um, So uh, Tony did a news segment on Channel 12 um, and he talked about his kid getting stunk and then we spliced in a lot of the videos and stuff with the with the scorpions and it just exploded like our phones were just going we didn't we couldn't even you're both working other jobs at this point yes yeah we're both working other jobs we have christian who is tony's nephew doing it full time i'm doing it on the weekends tony you know we're helping out as much as we can and it just blew up like like it literally filled up i mean we had one truck but we ended up getting another truck shortly after that and it filled us up for like the next three months where we just had job after job after job so many jobs that by the time we got to the end like we were losing jobs because they had like forgot about it <laughs> but it, it it just went crazy and then um and then um we got approached by some other pest control companies that wanted the product so we we you know that provided some capital for us and it was at that time that you know we knew we really really had something did um i think that's an interesting kind of milestone when other companies want your product Mm -hmm. what's your your guys's emotion there between like because some people you know it's like they don't want to give that product to other people yeah what did you guys what was your approach with them was it like hey we're going to treat train you how to do it or you're going to contract us to do it what was your approach there well, we wanted to, um, we wanted, our, our idea was we wanted to be, I guess, like friends with the pest control industry. We didn't want to um, kind of hoard the product, um, you know, and, and, and we had, I've got an attorney on my team. So we, we put a ton of patents out. There, gotcha. Tons of them. And, uh, did, and you we, guys, did you guys get in, uh, did you get any of those, are they all like provisional patents? 
Um, we have two allowed patents. We got our first one back last September, and we just recently got our, our newest one, wow. which is a utility patent. Mm -hmm. and we can talk a little bit about that, but it basically covers us on the concept, so nobody can design a product around it. Like they, they, cause it, the best way I like to explain it is like, all right, so we're using peanut butter to solve this problem. These guys can't go use jelly for the same problem because we own the actual problem. It's the utility, like sure. using a smooth barrier to stop the insects from climbing yeah. is what our latest patent is completely based on. Wow. So it would cover us, the, the, the best way, it, I think my the patent attorney uh, told us to explain it is like, it basically covers all of our previous products and all of our future products for this purpose. Wow. So even products that we haven't even uh, designed yet or figured out or materials this pro this patent would cover wow so but um but yeah no it's it's been it's been awesome it's been like a like a roller coaster ride i mean i i left last year um to do it full time um so we could so i could like really put in a lot of time with it and it's and been, then you guys just went nuts. into um water base so you guys can go into california right yeah, so we, we're continuing to update the product. Um, the product that we were just using or coming off of is an oil-based product. Um, so oil-based products are great, they're awesome, but they do have some drawbacks. Um, you know, it's, it's a strong smelling product. It's got a really strong odor. Thick. It's really thick, it's really sticky, it's really hard to clean up. You gotta use like really heavy-duty heavy solvents to, to clean up stuff. So we are, our, our um, ideal product is a water-based product, almost like a latex paint. Yeah. But there was absolutely nothing like that on the market, like nothing, like we had to create it from scratch. So we worked with a company um, out on the West Coast and they were able to, again, you know, sending us, we, we had this table that was just full of different samples and we would test them and all kinds of weird stuff and it would do weird things. I mean, we had one that was like bubbling all crazy. We're like, oh my gosh, we can't use this. So like serious, like like right out of a chemistry lab kind of stuff, but they nailed it and they, they found a product or they developed a product that works. And this product is water-based. So it's, it's as safe as paint. Like you can just, you can use it inside, you could use it outside. It doesn't smell bad, um, works the same way. It's just as durable as the oil-based is. Um, and a lot of different states, you know, California in particular, but a lot of states on the East Coast, they have what, what are called uh, VOC requirements. So those are uh, volatile organic compounds. It's just, it's, it's, it's basically the smell. It's like the, the chemicals that this coating releases while it's wet. So they have measurements for it. They measure them in uh, grams per liter. So most of the, uh, the really strict states want you under 100 grams per liter. So our water-based coating is now actually under 90. Wow. So it's well under that. So this is a great product that we can ship around the world, that we can get into any of these states that have these high requirements. Um, and, and now what we've done is we've, you know, we took, we took the product, we took it to, to Texas A&M, we took it to New Mexico State, taken to Kentucky University and they've done efficacy testing for us um, and then they started doing testing on roaches it works on roaches they did it on crickets they did it on ants yeah we've cool got some video testing of with like mice rodents. yeah mice trying to get up the wall and stuff yeah, yeah yeah we've got some awesome videos of of being able to use this product to keep mice out 
So, so we're, we're expanding it. I've got customers in Canada. We have, we have, um, we just sent a shipment off to Dubai, um, because they've got a, a really, really crazy scorpion problem out there, you know, in the desert. And, um, so the products just like, we're finding more and more uses for it, but it's actually, it, it's, you know, we're developing, we want to develop this whole industry with this, a barrier product yeah. that's going to be able to stop and maybe get it into agriculture. Um, so the, 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 the different things we can do with it are just, it's just keeps growing. What, um, so now what's your, what's your guys' marketing stance in, as far as like operation is who is the client? Mm -hmm. Is it the pest control companies? Is it a common individual? Like how did you guys decide? Cause I think in, in business, a hard part and with a lot of small businesses that are trying to expand is the individuals who are running it they never want to give up control you know they want to be the ones that applying or anything like that so did you guys go back and forth between you know hey we're going to run it this way we're going to run it this way you know figuring out you know where what the path is who the clientele is so then you guys could expand like yeah how'd that go yeah so we um and Tony, jump in here anytime. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You guys are doing yeah. great. <laughs> Actually, I'll let you jump in on this one, Tony, because I think this is right up your wheelhouse with the uh, with with the direction we're going with the with the pest control companies and then getting into consumer. So we had, um, I mean, the for us, the fact that we've had this around our houses, like all of our houses, like and it works, and we know it works. It's just been amazing and we've had so much good feedback from customers and and it just makes sense like there's certain products on houses that came about like recently like the last like like two or three decades that you can even imagine building a house without it and that's our product and we know that's the product the problem is is we need to get people to understand it right like i mean imagine like right now with pest control you come out you spray but, but you're still having bugs, insects, rodents. They're still going to your wall, your vertical walls, your house, and they're climbing up. And then they're finding a way in, right? And, and, and so for us, we're like, why can't we just keep them off your house? But that's our product, and we just have to figure out a way to get this out there. And, and, and Aaron and I, I mean, we've been, he and I have already had our careers. Like, we're, we've, we've, we've worked hard and for a long time. And, and for us, we can't do this. I mean, if we always joke, like, if we were in our 20s and we came up with this, like, forget it. Like, we would kill it. But, like, we're, we're at the point where, like, I mean, I have a daughter that's going to college next year. Like, we have to figure out how do we get this on people's homes? How do we educate them? And that's exactly what we're, what we're trying to accomplish. And so we're meeting with companies and we're like, look, this is, like, fortunately, fortunately, we did get our, our patent granted over the last like few months, which we didn't think we were gonna get for years and years, even so if, if we even got it at all. Yeah, we didn't even think we'd yeah. get it. And the fact that we got it, we're like, okay, this is completely saving us. So now we can go to bigger companies and we can tell them like, look, you guys have pest mm -hmm. control products. Why not offer a product like this, right? Why not offer it to consumers? And, and we'll license this technology to you. And a lot of people, they don't like, there's not the, these products are not on the market so it's not like somebody could take a product that they've already made and then start offering it for this like you yeah. have to develop it that's what we did but but we've gone to these companies and we're like well buy our product for now and 
license the technology, put it, put it under your name and get it out there. Like we, we just need competition. We need to be able to just get, get it out there, get people talking about it, get them realizing it because we think any house that's being built, especially any house that's being painted, this product should be an, an addition. And so now we're starting to figure out like, okay, we spent a lot of time on pest control companies. Now we got to spend time on, on paint companies. Mm. Paint companies need to be offering this because it's a physical barrier. In most states, it's not regulated. So if you're just putting it on as a physical barrier, then you don't have to be a pest control provider. So, or, or even have a, a, be an applicator, have a license. So that's what we've done is we've gone to these companies and said, look, you guys are already selling pest control products in Home Depot and Lowe's. Why not offer this? If you want to offer it under your own name, that's fine with us. But we want to continue to build that. We want people to start talking about that. And that's going to be the future of our product. I mean, we we sell a lot of product. We do. But we'll never be able to sell as much product that, that, that you know, that we really should be. And in, like, places like Mexico where you're having not, – not I mean, in the U.S., like, you have – thousands and thousands of people getting stung by for instance scorpions we'll just talk about scorpions but in mexico you have hundreds of thousands of people getting stung and you have thousands and thousands of people dying and you're like okay why is this not a product out there like i've i've lived in mexico before like i've seen their homes and i and i understand how this product can actually work on their homes you can keep it from you can keep these these pests from getting inside and so, but we figured the best way to do it is to reach out to bigger companies, see if they'll carry it and really get it on as many houses as possible. I mean, Aaron and I, like we, we love this product and we love the ideas and, and especially the new products that we've created. I mean, we, we would do this forever, but, but we know together we can't get it. We can't, we can't even reach 5% of the country ourselves. Yeah. Like we need help and that's what we're trying to do. And, and for us, like the pest control industry was fantastic because they've adopted it. They understand it. They know it works. But the next is who's going to do the work? And that's these paint companies. And then you have a lot of do-it-yourselfers. And these people are like, they'd rather just get out there and do it themselves. And especially with rodent, like there are certain areas of your home where you know you're getting rodents. Well, now instead of having to figure out how do I close this, how do I do this? Well, now you just put the product around that area. And and, and, and rodents can't climb that area, so they can't get into those areas. And so that's really what we're trying to accomplish. Like we, we would love to be the ones to you know, have the company and, and be the ones to get it on every home, but we don't have enough time to do that. Mm -hmm. and, and so right now we've worked with some great companies and a lot of really good companies looking at us and, and, and testing our product. And, you know, and, and we're hoping by this time next year, like we have a lot of secondary uh, companies that are licensing our product and you know you go into home depot and you're going to be able to point and say look yeah that's one of our products that's one of our products and that's what we're hoping to accomplish and and honestly that's the future of pest control like you know we did this study i know we've we may have mentioned we did this study when you when you're spraying pesticide on a house like you spray it and it goes on wet and then pretty soon you don't see it and what happens is you know that it, it's it, it's kept you know it's 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 made to actually be preserved and 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 when these products are made to be preserved it, it's because they understand that the industry understands that they get absorbed into the substrates they get absorbed into the concrete they get absorbed into the ground and and so you're trying to figure out okay but if i don't want it to get absorbed and i want it to stay on the surface so it's effective what do you do and that's our product 
Mm. Not only does our product stop them from climbing, but if you spray the product on our, uh, if you spray, for instance, a pesticide on our product, it actually sits right up on our product and it doesn't go anywhere. And that makes it even more effective. So I just think it makes sense. And, you know, that's going to be the future of 95 applications is really getting it out there. Yeah. So, I mean, we're open, you know, it's, it's, you know, I think we've always run the company that way. We're, we've never taken the approach to where we we were going to hoard it or, or hold on to it. We've always kind of done the opposite. You know, somebody wants samples, sure. You want us to go do a house for you, sure. You know, we, we've just, and, and I think for us, because of where we're at, I think Tony's right, like where we're at, we're at in our lives, um, we wanted to go fast. Yeah. And you can't, it's harder to go fast when you're by yourself. Yeah. If you've got a bunch of other people supporting you and, giving you business and liking you and um, wanting to work with you, work through all the issues, you're going to be able to go a lot faster. Uh, and I think that's what, what you know, has come with me and Tony and being a little bit older, a little bit more mature. We don't have such, you know, such a big ego of it. You know, um, I, I don't need, you know, I design all the logos for the company. I don't need the logo to be everywhere. I really yeah. don't care. I just, all I care about is I just want it on houses. Yeah. I want it there to protect people. I, I want to sell product, you know, I, I want it to be in use and, and that's fine with me. Like if a big company comes on like a Sherman Williams and they want to license the technology and make their own logo and all that stuff. Great. Do it. Go like, for it. Just go for it, man. Just like push it out there. Like Tony's right. Like we need competition, but it would be awesome if like all the competition was paying us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, you, you want the competition to compete with your product. Right. <laughs> but and, in, look, and make the product better. Yeah. Like make it even better than what we've done. Like look at what we've done um, on, a, on a shoestring budget, a couple of guys that know nothing about coatings, nothing about pest control. And look at all this we've done. We have two allowed patents. Our patent is like 60 pages long. Jeez. Well, going back it, it, to- it's funny, too, because that's the thing, right? Everyone's like, okay, so you, you guys, that's your product. You developed it. I mean, what are you going to do with it? What if someone copies it? And it's like, you know, like Aaron says, like, go ahead, copy it. Everyone should copy it. People should do their own. We don't really care. Because anytime that you create a product that's even better than ours, but if it's for pest control it falls under our patent and you need to license it from us. So that's what we want. You want to, we want, we want to create competition. We want it to be even better than it is right yeah. now. That's mm-hmm. fine. But when you use it for pest control, you got to license it through us. That's well, the key. That's that, what we work for. That, yeah, well, going back to the university, I, I, you know, those that are listening, I know a little bit more just because meeting them, but, um, isn't there a statistic where like with your product and then an application of, a pesticide on it there's like a higher mortality rate like yeah uh, texas new, a&m right or um new mexico state mexico did state. A, a efficacy test where they 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 set up like a like a, a a wall and one of the walls was covered with our product the other one wasn't and then they put uh, roaches and different insects and, and scorpions and they found that when you uh when you have our product applied to a surface and then you apply you know, pesticides like you normally do, you know, your monthly spray spray or whatever, there was a a 40% higher effective rate. And and it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's the, the bugs trying to get up the wall and it can't. So what does it do? Stays there. What's it staying in? The pesticides. So higher exposure time is going to lead to a 
higher knockdown rate. I mean, these these animals are they're which most animals are they're path to least resistance. You know, they're not going to overexert themselves. They don't understand what's on the other side of that wall. They're just going to fill the wall and like, oh, this is kind of slippery. I'll just keep moseying along the base of this house. Um, and I'm going to expose myself to the pesticides that are on there. So that's what they found in this study. And we've seen it out in the field. Like we, we would go out because uh, when we were doing the service, which we, we still have uh, part ownership in a service company that exclusively does it called Scorpion Repel. Um, we, we would go out to houses and we'd blacklight them at night to look for scorpions, um, and, and bugs and stuff. And you would literally see the scorpions and the bugs kind of lined up around the house dead because they were trying to get up into the house and they couldn't. And they ended up just staying in the insecticide for, uh, you know, versus like maybe a couple of seconds, like who knows how long minutes at a time, maybe. And that was knocking them down and killing them. Because those insecticides, the way they work is they're like nerve agents, right, Scott? Like they just, they basically like, it, it's, it's it's a little grotesque actually, but they literally just <laughs> paralyze the bug and the bug just slowly dies. Like yeah. like it's, it's a pretty gruesome death, but that's the way those insecticides work. They work on their nervous system. And Tony, to, to add on yours, like just from listening, what I feel like, even if you didn't have the patent, the patent, it was, it, that's the gold medal, right? Mm-hmm. That's... But even if you did, it took you so long to develop the product and so so many trials and tribulations. It's one of those things where companies they don't want to they don't want to have to create their own. Most companies would rather just buy it from you and because it's already done. The work is done. Yeah. So the fact I mean even aside from the patent, the time was like your your own version of the of the patent or the value there, the time put in to create the product that I'm sure that would have, that would go a long way. Obviously the, you know, the hard part is, is the big players, you know, once they want to get into it. But I mean, man, you, you guys must've felt like you were on top of the world when you received that patent. Well, we were. And, and the crazy part about it is we, we just didn't know. I mean, we knew that the idea was new. We knew that there hadn't been anything else out there similar to this, but we just, I don't know. We just, we, we weren't the, it's such a, a lot of people say, look, it's yeah, it makes sense. And that was really the hard part. And we were like, okay, it's not complicated enough that we get the patent, but, but we really, like you said, I mean, we put the time in, we bought all the instruments. We, we invest, I mean, we raised over half a million dollars just to invest to get this patent off the ground. And um, and so are we surprised we got it? Yes, but do we deserve it? Absolutely. <laughs> what, uh, and, who, who'd you go to for investors? <laughs> who'd you get, I, friends, family? So, no, no, no. So we went, it was interesting because we didn't know what to do. We knew that we wanted the pest control industry involved and that's what we ended up doing is we went straight to the pest control industry. We said, here's what we have. And we had, uh, and our first investor was somebody from the industry. And he came in and he said, you know what? I mean, honestly, we, we invited him just to come and meet with us. And we didn't tell him why he was meeting with us. But by the time he, we were done with the meeting, he, he wrote us a check, gave us terms, and he said, here you guys go. And, and, and we looked at each other like, Aaron and I looked at each other like, geez, we just, we thought maybe he would like buy the product or, or give us advice. And, and we're like, fantastic and so, that's what we did so curious what is somebody like that in in a product that is 
new and experimental what does he want what does an investor want on terms especially if he comes from an, uh the industry like well but, but he he was a younger a younger person in the industry right like mm -hmm. so you have you in the industry i don't know it that well but what i do understand is the industry has been the same for a long time and you have a lot a lot of younger people mm -hmm. getting into the industry and keep in mind pest control it makes money and nobody talks about it there's no books about it because no, they don't want anybody to know. <laughs> it's a secret. They, it's a they secret, want nobody yeah. to know. Because, and, and that's what it is, right? But you have this older generation, this younger generation. The younger generation, they're very like, you know, they're, they're innovative. And they're thinking of unique ways of trying to, to fix things. And, uh, and that was this guy. He looked at it and he said, you know what? I could see it. He's like, let's do it. I'll take the chance without a doubt. And, and, and honestly, like with him, if he had not come in, if he had not gotten involved, we'd probably still be a service company. But by him getting involved, like we were able to expand into product, and that's really mm -hmm. what we wanted to do. And and uh, and it's allowed us to just build other products. And um, and that was it, just taking a chance on us. I mean, I, I've done other podcasts for the last year and a half, and I've done podcasts that have been around for a long time, and it's hard for a lot of people to, to listen and go geez like like they're trying to change something but we're really not we're just trying to make it more effective like we're just trying to save you money so that if you have a client that's having issues with whatever it is if you can use our product and try to keep them from getting inside and still do what you're doing then you've won i mean they're going to continue to stay with you and you don't have to do these retreats you don't have to come back and spend money and that's what we that's what we're trying to do. And I mean, we could have just as easily started this company and said pesticide free, environmental, you know, don't use pesticides. But Aaron and I, I mean, we both had issues with scorpions and we know that you still can't get rid of scorpions without pesticides. And so we adopted that and we embraced it. And that's what we went to the industry and we said, we support you, but you should do this because it's going to save you money down the road. And that's what Aaron was able to figure out is how much money and how much time people were going to be able to save. And that's how we sold it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and that's what we've done up to this point. Yep. That's, that's amazing. So we're running out of time guys. Then dang, I feel like every guest we all ever have every, every week we it's could like just, keep, I know I'm that's like, like I'm good. like, that's a good problem. Well, and yours is, is, is is we're in the middle of it it's and that's what's cool like we're truly in the middle of it and there's so much on the like and i will say it for next time like we're i want to hear about the process of of that raising money the the stress of paying back that investor on the business side the marketing behind it mm -hmm. um because it's 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 such a unique product in a industry in arizona specific that is so highly competitive um, but then obviously then the thought of, you know, taking that into other States with, with somebody like, like Georgia, like we talked about and all that fun stuff. Um, so I, we definitely, we, I'm sure listeners will want to hear more. My question <laughs> would be what advice you guys are, are the great example of, of how most bit, most good businesses and businesses in general start as a side passion project as a motiv motivated from an experience what advice would you have to people who have this side motivation they have they have their their current job they're stuck into it um and obviously you know you aaron you you kept that other job for a while mm -hmm. um what advice do you have for that person to finally f at the moment you let go 
of that other job, that safety net, what advice do you have for that individual who's afraid to do that? Um, I would say, um, you know, you've got, you've got your business life, you've got your personal life, your family life. I, I, I think it's really important to make sure those all line up like make sure your your family's on board whether you have a partner or a spouse i mean that's super important right you know if you're going to take that jump um and um you know i i think it's like so i got some good advice from uh from um, heather williamson she was the the owner of um, titan solar so huge massive company now i used to work with them when i was at my telecom job and she was just always like she's like she's like when, when you're working in business she's like it's like your office space. She's like, don't move your office space until like you're ready to explode. Like like you literally have people like sitting on top of each other. She's like, it's the same thing with business. She's like, don't like make that jump until it's like popping to yeah. like, like you literally are at the point where um, it, it's, it's, it's almost taking away from other points of your life. So, so like, I, I don't want to, I want to encourage people to keep pushing and do it, but I also want to encourage people to don't jump in and do it until it's like it's 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 like gonna burst. Like if you don't jump in and like all of a sudden start poking holes in the dam, um, that's when you should jump in. Like like hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Do both jobs. Do as the best you can. Like just push yourself and just push and push and push and just wait until that. That other, that other career or whatever you're developing is about to pop and then jump into it. And that, that's the best time. Don't get into it too early. And the only thing I would add to that is that um, you, you wait for the right time, like Aaron said, but you also have to bear the risk, right? I mean, you have to understand it's not, you don't just do it and then everything is like, you know, glorious and, yeah. You know, it, it's not like a movie, right? It's still yeah. going to affect you. I mean, it is, honestly. I mean, it's going to impact your marriage. It's going to impact your kids. It's going to impact your friends. It's going to impact everybody. And, and and quite honestly, it's it still impacts us, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've been doing it for this long. And so you have to be willing to take that risk and that chance. And that's why you want to associate yourself around people that understand that and that are willing to support you through that. Because if they're not, you have to make a choice. Are you going to do it? Or are you going to stick with these people, right? And, and and ultimately, you have to be selfish. And 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 once you're selfish and you decide to do it, that's how it works. I mean, you have like with Gary Vee, who's huge. Everybody loves him. And he talks about that with like, you know, with him, he understands like his whole family understands that he's working five days a week and that's it. And, and during those five days, it might be, you know, he might be working 18 <laughs> hours. But, but, but your family has to understand that. But when it comes to weekends, that's off. It's all family and all kids. Yeah. And, and so you have to find that mix. That, that mix. And, and I'm still trying to figure it out myself. And, uh, but, but, but understand that. It's still a risk and it's still hard. But, but you, don't, you don't become successful by, you know, by just taking the easy way. You have to make it complicated for yourself. Yeah. And once you're ready to make that jump, like Aaron said, you make it. And you just hope that everyone's going to stay on board. And if they are, then it's going to be great. And that's that's what we're still hoping is going to happen at the end of all of this. That's, a, that's amazing. Well, we're excited to see where this goes. Uh, I mean, like I said, I feel like we're right. Like 
we're in the middle of something middle of it. to where you haven't even you haven't even gotten to the the edge of what is about to happen between all these other different products um man we gotta have another part too i'm like <laughs> i can't there's so much more i'd like to talk about but we are out of time um again 95 applications uh look them up if you're curious if you want to read more about it look them up um or if you have scorpion issues like i'm sure that's something that interests a lot of people especially in arizona um but you guys are awesome aaron tony thank you for coming on um thank you for uh, again to our sponsors coconut cleaning make sure to reach out to them if you have any cleaning issues you need something clean carpets whatever that may be uh coconut cleaning is awesome tell them fueled by why podcast sent to you and then obviously abe bodden from insurance professionals of arizona um abe is awesome make sure you're covered in case something ever happens i don't even know if scorpions are related to that could be but uh as as joe brown said in our last episode uh you don't want to be underinsured so make sure to reach out to uh, abe for any insurance needs thank you to those two sponsors for always sponsoring our show thank you lister pro studio for uh letting us uh use the studio and producing a an amazing show Scott, my friend, I'll, I'll catch you next week. Oh, yeah. And then Aaron and Tony, I think Tony might have gone out, but Aaron, thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Guys, have a wonderful weekend and uh, stay safe. All right. Thanks, guys.